from the heart of Port Melbourne, Radiant Soul Yoga presents Radiant Conversations. Join Danielle Joan as she gets up close and personal with our beautiful community as we reflect on life on and off the mat. Welcome to a new episode of Radiant Conversations. My name is Danielle Jones. Today's episode is another beauty recorded way back in those 2021 lockdown days. I had the absolute pleasure of speaking with Radiant teaching alumni, Lauren Crocker. Lauren basically started her yoga journey at Radiant and in this episode we get into the nitty gritty of life. Having moved from Melbourne to New Zealand during lockdown with a newborn baby, Lauren shares her stories of pre and postnatal depression her experiences with self-doubt and anxiety and how she now manages them, and the innocence of her 20s. We also talk about how important communication is, how she's living out her passion creating a business, and how she has and will continue to manifest the shit out of life. Well, good morning, Lauren, and welcome to Radiant Conversations. Morning. So good to be here. I'm excited. Well, I just realized it's actually not your morning. Uh, it's morning where yeah. I am. It is not morning where you are. <laughs> no, we're just after lunchtime. So yeah. it's all right. I still feel like it's the morning, but don't <laughs> So Lauren is, in, yeah, Lauren is in New Zealand. Whereabouts in New Zealand are you holding up at the moment? Currently in Mangafai, which is just an hour and a bit north of Auckland. So a lovely little coastal, beautiful town. Like it's stunning. My in-laws own a vineyard here. So I'm lucky enough to be bunkered down with lots of wine. (laughs) A staple for lockdown. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Lucky. And lots of land. So nature is. Yeah. That's good. Nature's my vibe. Yes, yes. And what have you been doing today? Well, this morning, actually, I was looking for Atlas had a sleep in. So I got up, had my morning cup of tea undisturbed, wrote in my journal, and then he woke up. And then I've just gone and met some friends and had a lovely little kiddie play date. And now he's just gone back down to bed again. So I'm feeling good. Feeling good. That's good. Off to a beautiful start for the day. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Perfect. You just showed me the view of what you're looking out onto right now, which is this beautiful vineyard, bright green grass and vines and blue sky, which is yeah. a beautiful New Zealand day. Mm. It's a, it's honestly so nice today. So warm and I can feel summer is on its way, which makes mm. everything seem a little bit better, doesn't it? Yeah, as soon just as that glistening hope. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that sparkle in the distance, <laughs> that the sunshine and the warmth is going to make everything better yeah. in life. Yeah. It's funny that because, yeah. like, you know, whilst we're in lockdown or partial lockdown, like where you are at the moment, we really feel like we're craving summer. But it's every winter that we come out of that season, it's the same. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. After all these years, we still feel that beautiful, like summer is coming, spring is coming, like it's in the air. It doesn't get old. As soon as daylight savings happens, though, it's a complete shift in your mindset. Like everything just feels that little bit better. It already feels warmer. Like it just daylight savings is amazing. 
yeah it's like a new lease on life as soon yeah. as that comes into play you're like yes okay yeah this is it now we're set we've I know <laughs> we're ready for it <laughs> yeah I the way that I remember how daylight savings works sort of is when we take the clocks forward we and it really has no no kind of work around the times of the year or anything but when we take the clocks forward we get more summer and then when we take them yeah. back we lose like the weather but we get an extra hour of day so that's yeah. um my you know roundabout way of remembering or like reminding myself why daylight savings is good but it doesn't yeah. take anything because about you don't the time even realize no you don't even realize that it's 7 p.m at night and you're like wow well, how did we get yeah. here but it's still so beautiful and lovely yeah. and I can go for a little beach walk now and it's great yeah, yeah. I um this week the clocks have turned back for us in Melbourne and almost got to six o'clock and I was like oh gosh I hope Caroline who's teaching soon like is on the same clock level than me because I had no idea what the time was and if I was teaching at 6 yeah. 15 tonight I would have missed it because I was not on that hour so yeah I think Caroline. that's one of the benefits of COVID is that time is just something we wear on our wrist like mm. it's really just been something that I have phased out of my day-to-day life like I really don't check the time at all I'm just living my life with this knowledge that it's a whole day you know and that's I feel like that's what COVID has done because I mean I guess everyone's been in this lockdown life for so long or whatever that we're really just embracing every single day without clock watching because you know Mm. when you're at work or when you were at work you were just so focused on the hours of the day and when yeah. things were getting to certain points that you spend so much time looking at the clock and wishing the day away that now you don't have that now you just yeah. literally like you wake up in the morning and you just enjoy your day without having to think about anything else well for me I mean other yeah. people might disagree <laughs> but for me that's how I feel I mean I go by Atlas's nap schedule or whatever but other than that I don't I don't really care. I don't care if it's three o'clock. I don't care if it's six o'clock. I don't care if it's, you know, 7am. Like, don't care. Yeah. Just a a whole new day for me now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I have been getting up with an alarm this last week because I'm teaching some classes in the morning, but Mm. I have really enjoyed not having to set an alarm for the last however long. And I'll usually wake up at the same time or when I wake up, like I just kind of, get up or know that I can stay in it's just like listening to my body and um being yeah. okay with like whatever hour it is that I've woken up it's generally earlier than what I would like it to be but it's so much yeah. more organic and nice but it doesn't really make any difference right yeah. yeah like it doesn't matter if it's yeah earlier than what you'd like to be but that's just what your body you obviously were meant to see sunrise that day or you were meant yeah. to do something else that Ooh, day you know like so that. it's like yeah. your body's way of telling you okay you've charged the batteries enough right now maybe you're going to take a lunchtime nap who cares yes yes <laughs> that's let's, what your body is telling you to do let's I think normalize we just, that <laughs> a way more yeah let's normalize that there's a reason why on the other side of the world they have siestas you know yeah yeah yes absolutely. your body needs to charge at lunchtime yeah great yeah I'm about it I'm about this new <laughs> connecting to this body mind nature things sleep with the blinds open yeah and your body will just automatically connect to the nature 
you know yeah. I heard that once like a long time ago now that you're meant to sleep when it's dark and wake when it's light that's how you're meant to live your life yeah we're not meant to be in bed until like 10 11 a.m in the morning no no I mean maybe if you lived in a country where it's dark all the time it wouldn't matter you just go there for your sleeping vacations <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly right Well, tell us, we're here to talk about yoga and beyond. So tell us how you first got into yoga and meditation practices. Okay. So my first experience of yoga, I was a gymnast um, from a very young age. So I have been taught gymnastics and was in competitions and the British squad for gymnastics. Like I loved it. It was amazing. And so that was like my first introduction into um stretching would you say like we called it limbering so after we did our training we would always stretch the body and the same with my dancing so I do jazz dancing and different types of dance and always at the end of our classes we would have a stretch half an hour just to really stretch out the body and wind down connect to that so it wasn't yoga as such but now what we know is it is an element of yoga right yeah and then from when I finished gymnastics and I finished dancing, I would go into different forms of exercise. But the one exercise that felt really good for me in my body was that stretching and yoga just naturally came into my life. I don't even know how many years ago now. We're talking 15 years ago, shows how old I am now. But about 15 years ago, I would say. And it wasn't really for the mind, although probably the mind was a benefit of that now yeah you just didn't know it at the time yeah at the time I didn't realize how good it was for my mind and the connection to breath so it was just Mm. solely on the stretching of the body and meditation it's a learning process still now it's um for me it's very much a practice and I try to let go of expectation with my meditation I don't expect to do it every single day Um, Mm. I've taken away the expectation that I'm seeking some sort of nirvana and complete stillness of the mind. I do it five, try to get five, 10 minutes in at some point in the day. And that doesn't mean that it has to be me sitting there in a meditative state. Yeah, I can be in the bath lying there and just try to solely not think of anything. So I'd say my meditation has been integrated three years four years into this yoga journey yeah probably and that's probably being very generous (laughs) yeah well you (laughs) did your training it's not a regular practice it's a uh, a four years yeah I'd say about four years it's kind of you know it was around the time I did my training yeah yeah it's like a byproduct of the yoga you know we we kind of move towards those practices once we're you know comfortable with what has brought us into it in the first place as well Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I definitely, even when I was training, I still didn't get the, um, still didn't really understand meditation as such. And it's only like, now, COVID, I have really tried to implement those quiet times, because my mind really needs to have those quiet times. And I need to acknowledge that I need to have those times. Yeah, for the past two years, I would say. Yeah, even if it's the past two years, you've had Atlas taking up a lot of your time. And also, yeah, Atlas as well. Yeah. Yeah. Meditation is definitely a growing process. 
yeah yeah and that's the beauty of it there's no like definitive end of it you can't really be doing it wrong you just no. you know and that's the thing we, we that's all what have people this... think as well yeah it's that like you're doing you're... it wrong if you can't silence the mind but you're human so your mind's going to be darting mm. off in all of these different mind is never silent time. it's strange if it's silent very very strange yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's, it's and it's when you go into those zone out modes where your eyes don't blink that's probably the only time my mind's silent you know when you go into that yes um zoning out mode you're looking through somebody <laughs> you're kind of listening but you're yeah. just yeah the eyes I love that and you're just like yeah they just glad there <laughs> I love that. That's great, It's an unexpected meditation. Yeah, it's just like a micro meditation whilst listening yeah. to someone's conversation usually because you just zone yeah. out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm, so nice. True. I like that. <laughs> so great though. Yeah. Needed. Yes, absolutely. So where were you 15 years ago when you started doing yoga for yourself? Yeah, my very first classes were in the UK, but I would say more so... Australia was where I integrated yoga into my life maybe because I was away from home Mm. and I mean I left the UK when I was 22 so that's like a huge growing age Mm. in your life your 20s and I think for me homesickness living away from family and friends and learning who I am as a person on a whole and I really feel like my 30s have made like I know who I am now and it's all just Mm, adding on mm -hmm. but at the time like growing into this woman that I am and yoga just became part and parcel of that but as I said it wasn't like a regular practice it was very much a if and when I decided that I wanted to go to yoga to a yoga class it wasn't a regular four practices five practices a week so yeah, 22, when I was living in another country, learning about who I was, learning about my anxieties and fears and things like that. And yeah, that was probably where, where it stemmed. So Australia would have been where I fully focused my attention into my yoga practice. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Seems crazy. Seems like a lifetime ago. What drove you to move out of the UK and come here? always wanted to no word ah. this is going to sound so cliche right yeah I know it's the, the, the coming six, to Australia yeah right I remember <laughs> saying to my mum from a very young age like I remember being in B&Q or somewhere which is like Bunnings I wanted to live in Summer Bay now you know like in the <laughs> UK home and away and neighbours is on TV that's what you see so yeah. I expected Australia to be full beachy blue skies no rain not as western as what it was and so I packed my bag and had no warm clothes and bearing in mind I came to Australia in June no warm clothes so I hopped off the plane and all of a sudden like I'm in Bondi Junction there's a Westfield there and I'm like what this isn't what I expected like what (laughs) and it's raining and I had jandals on and like a thin shirt and I was freezing and that was like totally I had no clue so naive (laughs) wild so I just always wanted to be here and I think I just always knew that I wasn't going to stay 
in the city where I was from I was just never that's never been for me and I'm um I don't know if you know numerology but I'm a life path number five so that is the free spirit the traveler and um yeah I'm gonna just follow my calling and I get itchy feet quite a lot and that is me to a t I am that girl (laughs) that girl yeah Mm. oh it's following your dream I love that it's the childhood dream that you're able to execute in your older years it's just beautiful that you have the power to do that and again now when I look back when I was younger that would have been me manifesting the life that I wanted to live right so I did that from a young age but I didn't know no well it's not really Mm -hmm. called that we, we wouldn't no. tell our children, um, you know, what you're dreaming of now is what, I mean, we do in a way, but like, you know, it's those sort of yeah. things you can actually foresee it like that. But yeah, it is, it's putting it out there into the universe and manifesting yeah. it, working on it, making it happen. Unconsciously, just, yeah, and that's it's out there the part, and that's what yeah. I'm going to do. I love Amazing. that you rocked up to Bondi Junction in I know. the wrong weather. What, like, yeah, I, I had totally no done money. That. Yeah. I had no currency. I had nowhere to live. I didn't know what on earth I was doing. What on earth? Like, if I, when I look back at my 22 year old self, I'm like, that, wow, you were a brave girl because I don't know if I would do that now in my 30s. No, Weird. no, there is this real innocence and lack of care that we have, but we had in our 20s. And like you mentioned, how the 30s now you're really coming into your woman and my, like into that sense of self. and. I know for me, my auntie would always say, your 30s are going to be the best years. When I was younger, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, 20, this, that, and the other, best so 30 far. felt old. 30, 30 was old, old, miles away. Yeah, it looked yeah. old. That's really yeah. a very poignant note because, yeah, it looked old. But, like, it yeah. ain't old. I'm, you know, well into my 30s now and I'm You're in your prime, it. Like, yeah. You're in your prime. <laughs> We're in our prime at 30. Yeah, but it's I look funny. at like 50-year-olds and I'm like, man, get me to that. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm not afraid. 50. Yeah. No. It was such a core, like a thing you felt when you were younger, I think, that when you got to your 30s, and maybe that's the time we were in, that when you got to your 30s, you had to have your shit together. Yeah. You had to have your kids and you had to have had your house and you had to yeah. have had savings in the bank and it's just really been proven that that is not Mm. that's just pressure you don't have to amazing if you have got that stuff together well done you but it's not the be all and end all no you know not at all not what defines success in life no it doesn't define you having a house having a nice car having whatever it doesn't define Mm. you like well for me at 30 I you know threw in the towel of corporate life and became a yoga teacher it's like Bang. yeah the cliche of yeah. that I am that how amazing it was great best thing I've ever done exactly right yeah same I feel exactly yeah exactly the same I knew that I felt I needed I just never knew what I wanted to do ever mm. I actually thought I wanted to be a teacher and I always thought of teaching as in teaching a school but I never really loved school so I never really understood why I felt like that the teaching and it wasn't until I finished my yoga teacher training that it like clicked I'm a teacher now Mm. I'm just a teacher in a completely different sense and like I am teaching like an amazing thing about how we can connect with ourselves and how we have 
all the tools to create the life that we want to live. Yeah. And I'm teaching people to do that. Amazing. Amazing. Got there. (laughs) I got there in the end, you know? Yeah, that's right. And, you know, it's not the end yet as well. Like this is just the pathway. I'm just learning. I'm a student to this too. Yeah. So what is it that you currently do at the moment? So currently I'm a full-time parent to Atlas, (laughs) which is, people say this, but it's a very underrated role in in life. It's a very... I'm bringing up the new generation, the next generation. That is an important yeah. role. So currently I am a full-time parent to Atlas, which is crazy and amazing at the same time, but not who I am on a whole. Mm. So that's why I am currently trying to build my own platform, mm-hmm. yoga and wellness. And that is learning about human design and who we are energetically and how we can follow our life's purpose and incorporate yoga into your everyday life through meditation, through breath work, through just simply taking your shoes off and connecting to nature, connecting with the energy of the moon and setting your intentions and manifestations. So I am currently living out my passions, creating a business. which is hard it's definitely not a easy task is setting up something your own business is it as I'm sure you know it's quite (laughs) it's challenging a lot of times and then being a parent on top of that and finding the hours of the day where you can fit things in and even fit in time for a stretch like a yoga class you always think a yoga class needs to be an hour but it doesn't really you can have 15 minutes and you can feel better yeah yeah. but I'm also yeah so I'm that's what I'm doing at the moment but I also feel like with yoga I really want to it seems very female orientated and for me I want to focus on the men yeah I want to call them up get them in. target the men yeah because they need it I think there's just this underlying thing that yoga is for women and stretching for women and you know dealing with breath and meditation is there's a very small male community in this and I just want to you know men can dream too men can manifest yeah well they have on their mental health they have the ability to they have the need to as well it's just really about changing the conversation for those that it's a barrier because yeah you know they they have that perception that it is for women or that it's a bit woo-woo or you know they already know how to yeah. breathe and it's not about trying to change them in any way it's just enhancing or just developing that skill for them or letting them tune yeah. into themselves which is not how they may have grown up it's all you know no correct external, That's it. it was a different outside life, influences. Right? so yeah. for me raising them raising a boy mm. I want him to see all of the emotions. I want him to feel the emotions. I um, I don't know if you've read that book, Untamed. I got it on an audio book and it's like completely amazing. And she says like feelings are to feel. They're called feelings, not to push them aside or block them out <laughs> or 
not feel them their feelings because you're meant to feel them you're mm. and that was just like it sounds so silly but that was like a light bulb moment in my mind and I was like yeah because yeah. when I cry I'm a crier like I'm a crier I'm an emotional girl like I'm a crier and you kind of feel this shame that you shouldn't cry but yeah. you're crying for a reason and that feeling needs to be released so don't hide any of those feelings and I think with men especially they have been taught to be strong and to be brave and to not show emotion and to deal with their anger in a certain way when really like feel that man feel it it's okay not making you any less of a man in fact it's making you more of a man to feel that showing that softer side isn't a weakness no it's a strength like bring on the men that feel their emotions and that can acknowledge different things like Mm. that's what I'm hoping to raise anyway with my child fingers crossed yes yes that's right well does he do any practices with you yeah we um he's still obviously very small but yes we've been practicing take a breath for a long time now so even just to get that element so when he starts to get because obviously they have emotional responses to things I mean we as 34 year old adults I have an emotional response to things. Oh, you're connected to your part. <laughs> I was trying to be really low-key about recharging my computer then, but then I got my hair stuck to the thing. So, yeah, carry on. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yeah, so not that I want him to not feel his angry emotions, but I want him to connect to whether it's a take a breath moment and calm down is it really as frustrating as it needs to have that sort of a response and let's learn from this so we take a breath we take a big breath in through the nose Mm. and out the mouth and maybe he needs to take four of those and maybe he still cries afterwards but it's still just giving him the opportunity to notice that he can take a breath and it will have an instant response and it's with him. So right we do now. that and we touch mm. the tie, toe, the sky, and we touch the toes. So we stretch up and we stretch down. Oh, and that's what we're doing. Shooty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he's two. So we'll see. Hopefully, it goes throughout his life. Hopefully, he can continue those. Mm. We just add on another layer of breath or another layer of stretching. Like maybe we can add a twist in, but yeah. hopefully, he learns. Pretty amazing. He's pretty good with it. That's good. Yeah. And it's like if he's doing it now when he's two, it just becomes part of who he is. And when he's 34, he's saying, I used to do yoga and breathing with my mum. When he's telling his story. Hopefully it won't be any woo-woo things. Yeah. Hopefully it won't be woo-woo by that time. Like that's what I can only hope for is that his mates are like, oh yeah, take a breath. Like maybe I don't need to react to that. Mm. You know, fingers crossed. That's what I hope for in life. I wasn't brought up with that it was like the knowledge wasn't there before and for all of its faults social media social media is a massive platform to create more awareness around breathing and mental health and get the word out there and it's so much more accessible to people these days and it means that people learn about anxieties and Mm. I mean even when I was a kid you didn't learn about anxieties you didn't like my my um, mom and dad split up when I was young so when I was five and I used to have panic attacks and at no point in time was I told that those panic attacks could be from that trauma that I was going through and these are maybe coping mechanisms mm. it's not anybody's fault the knowledge wasn't there 
Whereas now it is there and we can learn through all of like knowledge is power at the end of the day. Yeah, well, social media is really just another media channel. And, you know, in the 80s and 90s, the meditation and yoga classes were on the TV in the morning and it was a bit weird because it was so foreign or so no one was really used to it. But it's really just the same. Like it's just the same. It's just on a more grander level. We're a bit more exposed. We've all got phones in our hands where we can actually access it a bit more easily. And there's more people to talk about it as well. Yeah, and more people are open to the subject of communicating and communication is hard, not just like with your relationship because, man, that's hard. When you're living with another human being, especially through a time where you're constantly together, communication is bloody hard. And only now, like since I've been learning and dealing with all of this, like communication tools aren't necessary even with friends like you don't know how you say things might be a triggering way for a friend it's communication so hard so underrated people just don't don't even think about it no so complex we start communicating at such a young age and we it's all about communication and friendships and those sort of things and it's it's so ingrained and the bad behaviors or the things that might be triggering or just anything can be so normal, but so challenging as well. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. All learnings. This yeah. is what I love. It's like, I live for this. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> just being open to the learning and, you know, not yeah. like open mind, not being closed off. And if you're yeah. not quite right or need to kind of sharpen some skills, like just being open to those sort of things as well. Yeah, but 100%, it's not a not a weakness. Mm, no, we're all it's students not a weakness of every department. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not a weakness. I mean, we're all just living today brand new. No one's lived this yeah. day before. So it's a new day for every single person mm-hmm. on earth. So nothing's the same. Yeah. Not the same as yesterday. It's much what we teach in yoga. Like when you move your body, not the same today as what it was yesterday like who knows you may have slept weird on your weird pillow and got a crick in your neck so your neck's a bit sore today compared to yesterday yeah and that's why we show up every day because it's as the best you can be every day Yeah. yeah as the best you can be like that's all we ask for in life and in yoga is to show up and as you as best you can and support yourself as best you can Mm. no right wrong good or bad must be better you got to be better today than you were yesterday no no it's practice practice is progress is practice practice is progress whichever way around it goes (laughs) and no one's judging you you know no one's got a checklist against how you're doing today and if they do that's their issue that's yeah it's more about them than it does about you yeah, it's not on you and you just leave them there going through their thing. Like if mm. that that's for them to deal with, that's not you, not your thing. That's interesting with that because it's all about this external validation. We, we seek yeah. to hear what people think about us. We care so much about what people think about us. And, yeah. that's and it doesn't matter if you say you don't. From. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And so because you still do, there's an element of you that still seeks external validation. Well, we're in a like, community, like we are surrounded by billions of people, mm-hmm. like we read, we feed off their energies. And so we need to be able to get something from them, a read from them. And of course, we want to feel good about it as well. 
but yeah, all feelings are feelings. And so we want the kind of quick and cheap ones, I guess, is what yeah, exactly right. comes from exactly that. Yeah. Right. And then like, if somebody, it's the same if you um, get a review, isn't it, online, the mm. one negative review always feels like a million times worse than the yeah. thousand good reviews. Yeah. It's so, the mind is such a complex thing yeah. that we really just need to practice that you just need to believe in you. You just need to focus on you. And as long as you're showing up in this world the best way that you can, that's all mm-hmm. you need in life right now. Yeah. So what are some life lessons that you can share with us that you've come across in your in your days? What's worked for you? Oh, well, or life lessons. Huh. <laughs> Stop trying to control everything, I guess. It's something, there's something crazy with our need to control, control what's going on around us, control other people's reactions, control everything. Yeah, we need to just stop putting pressure on ourselves that we need to control things. Because you can't, you know what made me think that? Childbirth, no control. Man, they tell you that you should make a birth plan. That is a distraction because a birth plan... (laughs) is you have no plan you why are you told to make a birth plan my midwife is actually so amazing and she said it's more of a wish list Hmm. and if you can achieve those little things it's you know it's a dream I wrote a birth plan uh, non-existent in fact Ben didn't even print it out by the time he got to the hospital he was like this yeah that's (laughs) gone oh yeah that's gone oh no we're not oh we're it's all out the window soz like you know there's no control and we just need to we just feel the need that we have to control everything what comes back to and I think as soon as you start to let go of that belief that you need I mean of course again we're human we're going to have these elements like as I I wrote a post on my Instagram yesterday that my head's been all over the show I've felt really uninspired and it's mostly because my head is so full of all of these different things that I want to do that it's like overwhelming my brain and I can't get a handle on them. But rather than me trying to control that, I need to just back away and be like, Lauren, it's going to move in a, in a way that suits you and serves a purpose, but mm. you've got to trust that. And the more resistance you put up, you're needing to control, the less you're going to be able to sleep and the less you're going to be able to do certain things, you know? Yeah. It's like checking the clock all the time. That's the control. We're deemed by what hour of the day it is. But if we can just wake with the sun and work with our own accord and be okay with that result, we're actually doing the best for ourselves. Correct. And like nature, the only thing that we need to believe in really is that we're connected to mother earth yeah mother earth provides us with the goods mm-hmm. she is he is like our life force yeah we are intertwined in many different ways and we just need to fully believe that we we are nothing without mother earth if once we're gone she's still going to be here this world is still going to the wilderness will take over again and she'll be fine like we just need to 
remember and I think that's as I've grown up you know religion was like a mad thing you had to choose like what religion you were going to be and what you were going to believe but like especially since becoming a yoga teacher I just simply believe that we're all connected me you my family earth nature like we're all connected and that's all we need to know that's our life force that's our power and instead of trying to put like this tangible godlike man in our belief or you know and this is not against people believe in that and that's absolutely fine for them for me though yeah not so much well it's yeah we we seek this sense of belief we need to believe in something and it's that external validation again you know we we but it doesn't need to be the same no like we don't need to believe the same thing we don't, we don't, we can, we're all unique individual human beings. We don't need to have the exact same feelings on the exact same thing, but we all, so we also need to not judge others for yeah. their belief. In this modern and world as well, just, we have, you know, structure and like, that's how we advance as a human race. We are more successful if we can kind of keep to the time or keep to the structure and, you know, obey the road rules yeah. and things like that. Like there has to be rules in order for us to live, but that's not a natural way of living all the time. Yeah. We need to have an element of rules. We all need boundaries in our life. Again, boundaries, yeah. we all yeah. need them in our life but we don't yeah I just think as a life lesson we just need to take care of us and believe in us and not force that opinion Mm. on anybody else Mm. or views on anyone else like yoga might not be for everybody like I believe that everybody would benefit from yoga I'm not gonna force my opinion on people like people can make up their own minds I'm not who knows those people that say that it doesn't benefit them 10 years down the track might be doing something yeah. work wise you something know something that they don't even realize is yoga related in that world correct like even ben with his surfing like he doesn't meditate but for him surfing is his meditation he mm. can go out in the ocean and he's fully connected to the ocean he's riding waves that are only like gonna happen that one time mm. and he you know like that that's the only wave that's ever going to be like that one wave and he's not having to focus on anything else other than that moment in what he's doing. And that's his meditation. He doesn't need, feel the need to sit there with crystals around him. Like not all yoga is crystal and bloody incense. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's Ben's yoga at times. Yeah. yeah. Well, Matt's my partner. His is running. Like he'll yeah. go for 15 kilometer run. Like he did yesterday. He just kept running. That's Forrest Gump. Yeah, well, I think he, he, my brother ran 15Ks over the weekend and I think Matt was inspired slash, you know, a little competitiveness in there as well, but, you know, healthy yeah, competitiveness. Yeah, which is great. You yeah. need to have healthy yeah. competitiveness. But for him, that's that, you know, that state of mind where he can just run and it's that awareness of nothing going on in the mind. There is, there yeah. is a lot going on, a lot of stimuli going on, but it is that, that space where they yeah, it's switch space. Yeah. It's creating space. Yeah. So ultimately, how has yoga and meditation uh, changed or impacted your life? For me, I don't know. Maybe since becoming a parent, or mm. since having mental health struggles myself, like anxiety, panic attacks, 
things like that. It's something now, I don't want to go on antidepressants. Like that's just not for me. That doesn't, it's just not for me. And once I gave birth to Atlas, that was all a very traumatic experience for me. And it left me having, as you know, it left Mm -hmm. me having like crazy postnatal depression. But to the extent where people around me didn't really recognize, even Ben to a degree, but I had like, just because I didn't have a cut on my hand or wasn't bleeding, like my brain was injured at the time. Mm -hmm. Like my brain needed help at the time. And I physically couldn't recognize the signs even myself to breathe or to do some yoga or to do any of those things and it wasn't until I went to the actual doctor and they prescribed me with antidepressants and um, told me that I should seek therapy I didn't take the antidepressants I did seek therapy that then I realized I've actually got the tools yeah I just need to take a step back stop trying to control this situation and like be like what I'm obviously there's something wrong with me like this that the other and just Mm -hmm. breathe Lauren just take a step back and breathe write things down write a journal just start taking the steps because you've got the knowledge inside yourself so whereas I couldn't practice I couldn't do my asana practice because of injuries and things like that I could breathe and I Mm -hmm. could listen to like yoga and I could listen to meditation music and things like that and that is now how I have integrated it into my life so even if I can't practice yoga every day like my asana practice I can whack on a bit of meditation music or I can whack on something that feels good inside like I haven't been able to sleep as I said the last few days And there's this amazing lady that does these sound bowls and sound healings on Instagram. And that's what I've been connecting Mm. to. And that has been my yoga recently to help me sleep and to help me calm down because I can't create enough space in my mind to actually practice and breathe and meditate. It doesn't feel good. So I've been laying there and sound healings Mm. because that's connecting to my energy And it's resonating with me at the moment. And then, you know, tomorrow, teaching a yoga class, I feel good. Yeah. Ready for it again. Yes. I love, um, I love that you can just listen to a yoga class. And I like that that's been something that's come out of COVID for me and lockdown online yoga is that I actually quite like just listening to the teachers deliver a class, not necessarily practicing it. Because, you know, when I edit the videos and put them up, I just quite often just let them play out. I'm like, just listening to them teach. I'm just enjoying their atmosphere, their energy, and how that's resonating without necessarily having to be doing it. Yeah, yeah. You don't, I just, like, go in child pose, pigeon. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, those, you don't need to do much. Yeah, it doesn't need to be You don't need to do much at all. doesn't Mm. need to be flips and bloody pretzel poses. You just lay, just lay in shavasana. Yeah. That's the yoga pose. It's not hard. And I guess, like, uh, with the sound healers I'm lying in bed that's basically shavasana in my bed with the yeah. sound healing on it's amazing okay but we're so lucky to have everything online now and so your favorite teachers from around the globe you can access mm. something from them yeah so lucky yeah well it's how you're still part of the radiant family whilst so far away from us at the moment you are able yeah. to connect with our community still it's so good yeah 
I love that. That is like, yeah. it makes me feel good. Yeah. That I can still share and deliver something that I love with people that know me still and enjoy what I share. Yeah. Yeah. It's as a business owner, it's always like, oh, Lauren's not here. But then they're like, oh, Lauren's here. Like, it's just so nice that you're still able to be part of something when yeah. you're not necessarily physically in the room. And that, again, is another pro of COVID. We would never have been able to. It's like the world has had to have a massive reset because we couldn't carry on the way that it was, I believe. Yeah, no, same. I absolutely believe there's like a a lot of good things that have come out of being forced to be in lockdown and change the way that we do a majority of stuff. And lockdown sucks, right? Lockdown does suck. After a period of time, lockdown bloody sucks but you just have to keep coming back to yourself and Mm. trying to find the positive in the moment because this moment in time isn't going to be forever yeah and even now when I reflect on the start of COVID like last whatever month it was when I reflect on that how crazy that seemed at the time And now it's like a pivotal point in history and life. Mm, And so this lockdown period isn't going to be forever. It's not going to be around forever. Things are going to move forward. They're going to be different, but they're going to move forward. And you're going to look back and be like, why didn't I just take a breath that day? Mm. Why didn't I just, that moment where I just got myself into a hole of like, oh, lockdown sucks, this sucks, this sucks. Why didn't I just get up, take my shoes off, walk around the house barefoot. Why didn't I whack on Lizzo and dance naked in my living room just to shift the energy, you know? Yeah, yeah, we focus on the negative and being told. That's our brain, though. Yeah, we we want to rebel against it and be angry about it and we we kind of like that feeling as well because it's like it's it's so full of feeling. Like we actually like that, but... it's always harder to to get happy yeah Yeah, it's always harder to keep a positive state of mind than Mm. it is to keep a negative state of mind a negative state of mind is so easy to fall into and then once you're in there it's so hard to get out of but a happy positive state of mind is actually quite it takes work and practice to continue to be in this positive state of mind however it's definitely more fulfilling it has a way better impact on your body on your mental health and yeah you slip up you have these negative moments but you can bring yourself out of it because you have the tools to get out of it from a day-to-day practice of Mm. gratitude and positivity doesn't mean like the afternoon like atlas might poo himself and poo everywhere and that's going to infuriate me like you know you know like he might smear it everywhere who knows yeah but hopefully I can pull myself out of that negative space quicker because I've set myself up with these positive tools empowering myself beautiful can you talk to us a bit more about your postnatal depression that you experienced yeah I as I said from a young age I've suffered from panic attacks and anxiety and that I felt like I got a little bit of a handle on it maybe I didn't really realize how I was managing it maybe through my 20s or whatever Mm. I was just living my life so it wasn't really impacting my life maybe showing up in little anxious moments but nothing major 
And then when I actually made the move to Melbourne, I lost this sense of purpose. I didn't have a job. I didn't know what I was going to do it do. And that's when I fully turned to my yoga practice. I committed and Carmel at Radiant Soul mm. was my very first yoga teacher. And I was living in Port Melbourne. So Radiant was my first home away from home that made me feel safe, made me feel secure, kept my mind at ease. And yeah, it was then that I decided like, this is, wow, my mind, this is what I want to do. This is healing for me. Like, Mm. this is amazing. This is what I want to do. So I practiced and I practiced and I honestly just every day was a routine it was a structure I'd have my classes that I would schedule in and I'd never miss them I was always there everything was you know and then I went on to do my training and qualified and not long after I qualified I found out I was pregnant and I found out I was pregnant in the December and I'd got my first jobs with Hair Yoga and Radiant in the November So I was officially a teacher and working private classes and because I initially I was adamant that I was going to be a yoga teacher. So I was a karma yogi for a long as soon as I decided that I wanted to do yoga teacher. I signed myself up for a karma yogi and I worked at Radiant Karma Yogi for a long time, a long time and um, which now in the scheme of things, it wasn't actually that long, but it felt like (laughs) at the time, you know. Yeah. But I loved it. Like I loved yeah. everything about it. And yeah, I fell pregnant and I had a bit of a tough time at the start. It was sickness. And then the second trimester for me, it was more of like a mental health thing. I found myself um, becoming a little more anxious and a little bit more aware of the physical changes in my body and not really feeling like I've never been somebody that's suffered with body confidence issues. Like I've always just accepted myself for who I am and how this vessel is, you know? And then in my second trimester, I started to have some body confidence issues and um, not feeling like my body was mine. And I guess I didn't Mm. expect it because I've never been pregnant before. I never understood what that was, but I knew straight away that I was having these issues. So I decided, I spoke to my midwife and I decided to go into therapy sessions whilst pregnant because I'd I'd heard about the postnatal depression stuff. And a lot of people only talk about postnatal depression. They don't talk Mm. about prenatal anxiety and depression. And it's a thing, like it's a full thing, like your nerves of childbirth, your nerves of all of these different aspects of your body changing and your mind changing and these hormones that you're creating so you become super hormonal and yeah so I started going to speak to somebody and then by the third trimester I felt okay again but I was still speaking to somebody and then a week before Atlas was born my dog had a major injury where he became paralyzed from the waist down like literally I was 40 weeks pregnant and my dog had this injury and he was put into the emergency fair and he literally couldn't walk. He was in a nappy. So we got him home and I was so huge. I was massively pregnant and I was having issues with my hips and my pubic bone. And I was just not feeling great at all. And then the dog had this injury and Ben's working 
full time and going out and I'm having to manage this dog and I can barely even lift myself up and down off the couch, let alone having to lift the back end of my 25 kilo Safi up and down. And my in-laws flew over at the time. And yeah, a week later, I remember just bawling my eyes out all the time because I was like, how am I going to manage Mm. a newborn baby and a dog that's in a nappy? And he's a strong, determined dog, like can be a little bit aggressive. So not the easiest of dog either. Anyway, gave birth. My birth was so fast and traumatic again I ended up in surgery for longer than what I I was actually in active labor so I didn't get to experience I actually thought I was going to die like I gave birth and I'm holding my baby and I can feel myself slipping away and I remember looking at Ben and then passing him the baby and signing my life away on these documents like I literally thought I was going to die it's the only near-death experience I've ever had and it sounds so far-fetched but I was in like it basically what was happening to me like if I had had a home birth who knows if I had got to the hospital on time could have died anyway I was in the surgery for a longer period of time than what it actually took for me to give birth to Atlas and then I was in hospital for a few days and on IV iron drips and things and then by the time I actually got home Ben had a few days and then he was off and I had external injuries internal injuries and a new baby and a dog that couldn't walk who was weeing around the house and I think three traumatic you know dog Mm. injury childbirth surgery just all caused this thing in my brain to happen and yeah I was not me anymore Mm. there was elements of me there but I wasn't me anymore. And, you know, for Ben, he probably couldn't distinguish that it wasn't just me becoming a mom. And I couldn't distinguish that. Like, but I had crazy outbursts and couldn't sleep, insomnia, panic attacks, and nobody came to speak to me afterwards. Mm. Nobody. I remember, I think I remember phoning Sarah from my other yoga studio crying I think I did the same to you Mm, you crying my eyes out because I was like I just don't know what's going on with me and you guys were probably the first people that I spoke to about something going wrong with me mentally Mm. and I just did not feel okay I was not okay and I then the world goes into a pandemic not long afterwards so when I felt like I was getting a little bit better and could introduce myself back into teaching the world, it was the week I'd come back to classes. Yeah. The world shut down and we went into a global lockdown of a pandemic, which then again, think triggered all of these unresolved things that were going on in me. And then I ended up moving countries unexpectedly because we actually were coming here for a holiday thinking, okay, well, you know, New Zealand's safe. Australia is going into this lockdown. We're just going to get over there and be with family with a new, like a young baby. Mm. And it probably wasn't until the end of last year that I felt like me again and I'd done a lot of work on myself though I spent basically the whole of last year dealing with healing trauma and dealing with learning energetically about who I was and practicing yoga and meditation trying to implement that and 
yeah, it's just kind of, that is how I've ended up managing with my postnatal depression. And if I look to have another child in the future, um, there's no shame in saying that I need to go to a trauma specialist, Mm. birth trauma specialist and talk about that because there's all of these different things that can trigger my mental health. Yeah. So it's so important to me to acknowledge that. And I didn't get support after birth from anybody. And pre-birth, I didn't really have support either about mental health. It's not like it's spoken about. It was still quite a taboo subject. And it needs to be something that's highlighted. I mean, amazing if you don't have any issues, like how amazing. But I still believe that you should have the opportunity to talk to somebody about it. Well, what would you suggest advice from your experience to any expecting mamas or new mums on the, the street that are going through this? What would you what would you suggest that they do if they're feeling like this? I would definitely have if you've got a friend that you actually feel confident to confide in openly and honestly. I a partner would be great, but I feel like as a woman going through something like this, it's not always, there needs to be more advice for men on this, how to yeah. notice the signs instead of bloody being in the classes of how to swaddle a child or how yeah. to breastfeed. Like you need to be having the education of how to spot signs or how you can manage with your partner or wife or anything yeah. that is going through not this. Not just the physical, deal with the it. mental just, as well. No there needs to be somebody there that can support you through that as a family as like a whole unit so the mothers don't feel alone because I felt very alone I mean maybe that's because I've traveled a lot and I was in a different space Mm. area but like I don't have any close close friends that I felt confident enough to talk about those things at an earlier stage rather than imploding on you and Sarah (laughs) at the time like I didn't have anybody that I could communicate those things with. I actually tell a lie. I met a mum who I felt really comfortable with when I was talking to her about some of the stuff, but probably still not to the extent that Mm. I should have. There needs to be support. Just talking about it, bringing it open into conversations. Nothing is like Mm. nothing is too small or too big. Like every thought that you have needs to be outspoken journaling like write it down is important I wish I came back to center and journaled something that I'd been doing for a long time I wish I came back and wrote down the thoughts of that day so I could read them at a time when I felt calm and bring myself make myself aware that this Mm. is how I'm going on or place that in front of Ben so that he could see it you know yeah exposing yourself Mm. yeah because it is it's intimidating and it is like you're exposing yourself these are like the deepest darkest points of Mm. my brain wild it's a wild and I really feel for anybody that is going through anything like that because it's not a nice space to be in and I am there if anybody wants to talk about it it's hard but you get through it you're through the other side now yes well I from someone that's been very close to seeing you over these last few years with 
pregnancy and Atlas being born and then shifting over to New Zealand and changing everything. Yeah. There is a difference in your energy that I see now. And it's beautiful to watch you evolve like this, especially as you're launching yeah. this business side of yourself as well. Like yeah. you're really coming into that 30 year old self. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it as well. Like I have doubted myself so for so many years and I always, I never thought I saw external validation but it really has affected me massively like I do I put myself out there and if I don't get the response that Mm -hmm. I feel I should I close myself off straight away and I just stop and it's been this growth period for me this whole business idea has been a long time in the making but I finally feel now I'm at this point in my life Mm -hmm. and growth wise that I can handle this now yeah like I this is alignment full body mind soul alignment this is where Mm -hmm. I'm at and I am at a place where I can educate other people and I feel I can bring awareness to certain things that are a bit taboo like postnatal anxiety prenatal anxiety breath work yoga manifestation like as I said at six years old I'm manifesting where did that go it was only me that stopped myself from doing that and yeah, I'm going to manifest the shit out of my life because life is unfolding anyway. Mm. So these thoughts that you have in your mind, write them down on paper and start to create the life that you want to see for yourself. It's unfolding anyway. You have no, like, you can't control today. So as much as people think manifestation is a dream. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, well, bring it. It's not a dream. If you write it down, it's actually in this world. You can see it. It's tangible. Yeah. It's on paper. It's in this world now. I like the simplicity that you've just said. Write it down. It doesn't have to be in your journal. It doesn't have to be before bed. It's just like get it out of your head. So it's yeah, just out of your head and on paper, like taking up brain too much space. Yeah, because yeah. that space can be occupied by something else. <laughs> something that's more important in the now. Mm. Yeah, exactly right. Well, who are some of your favorite teachers you have learned from? Carmel. Mm. She is a dream boat. I cannot even, I mean, you know, Carmel for me is, I'm sure a lot of the Radiant fam, you know her. You just have to say Carmel and everyone's like, "Mm." Mm -hmm. yeah, you get that like warm, that yummy, that beautiful feeling about your class with Carmel like doesn't even her classes are so simple and so nourishing for the mind they're nourishing for the mind and for the body it's like she's given you a massive hug in a class without touching you yeah that's how she makes me feel and that was as I said that was what made me want to be a yoga teacher her her presence, her aura, her nature in that class just filled me with, yes, mm. yes, <laughs> this is life, you know? Yeah. She is a wonderful human being and an amazing teacher. She's impeccable. And another real favorite teacher of mine is there's so many, there's so many. I'm going to choose two. I'm going to choose Amy Cashman for my second one. Again, she yes. is a radiant, radiant boss. Alumni. Well. <laughs> yeah, she, um, she makes you work for it. 
I yes. like that sweat. I like that sweat. And I she like is silent that. with that surprise of let's yeah. do this. <laughs> she gives you space in the mind. There's mm. not too much um talk, which I love. I like tell me where I'm opening up. Tell me how to like give me cues on my breath if I've missed out and give me the space for me to focus solely on this moving meditation. Mm. Like I want to feel it like an Amy stretches all the right places. If you're heading to a peak pose, you know, you're ready for it. You know, you're yeah. open enough for it. And you know that when you leave that class, you are going to walk out of there and be like, yeah, she did that. She kicked my butt and I'm yeah. sweaty, but I feel amazing. And Shivasana never felt so good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Shivasana never felt so good when you have just had your butt kicked. Yes. And your lunges and your everything. Yeah. There's um there's a little part of me right now that is like, I can't wait for studios to reopen because it's that that's the feeling that you get from the studio experience, which is very different to the at-home experience. You can still yeah. do a butt-kicking class and have space and all of that jazz, but there's something for the energy within the room of the Shavasana that is felt after yeah. that time. That collective energy that collective sweat fest it sounds weird but even as a teacher I mean when I teach classes the breath people always come up to me like oh someone was breathing so loud in that class (laughs) yeah give me that breath like I want to hear it I want to hear the breath because it means that I'm doing my job properly Mm. you know like Mm -hmm. I want people to connect to that breath as much as they can and whether they're making noise or not like I want to hear you sigh I want to hear you breathe. Yeah. I want to hear that, like, when you're in down dog and you're just like, oh, yes, yeah. you know? Yeah. That it's feeling like, of complete yes. Yeah, it's like the um, the kind of rock star or the singers on stage, like I'm thinking of the Lady Gaga quote or thing that she said, she lives for the applause. And it's like we live for the breath, that sound, that audible sense of sound with the breath where you can yeah. feel the rise and release yep. and you see the chests lift and they soften yep. back down it's like you've cultivated that you have been yeah the holder of that space for them to feel that breath it is amazing yeah it is totally everything that you need in life yeah. <laughs> in the yoga studio is here in the breath and that is honestly one of the major things I miss from now pushing to teaching online Mm. it's I really miss that sound of breath and I really miss the namastes at the end like I miss not having that connection I miss like I don't know if you've ever had one of my shavasana massages like I'm trained in Indian Mm. massage so I miss that that element of it like I want to release energy and tension and pressure and I like that connection I, I like adjustments, hands-on adjustments, giving people yeah. adjustments, like nourishes the body. I miss that. That's that's what I miss about teaching yeah. online. It is a big part of the experience that we seek when going to a class is that, yeah. you know, even if it's just that little bit of touch of the arm up or that soften the shoulders, it's 
you know, it's, it's not for everybody and there's a whole thing about touch and all of that stuff. Yeah, some people don't like being touched and that's yeah. totally fine. Parking like, that, it's, yeah, when you've experienced that and if you're okay with it, it is, it is yeah can be kind of like make the class, like it really is that elevation for you. Yeah, okay. it really, really is. It's, yeah, it's everything. Mm. And you know that you come away from that class and you're like, yeah, they feel good. I don't need anyone to tell me that they feel good. Yes. I don't need anybody to give me any feedback about anything because I know that felt good. I feel it too. Yeah. Yeah. We're not looking for that external validation of all no. of the thank yous and praises after class. Yeah. It's nice that you can see it on their face. Yeah. I can mm. see. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, tell me some fun fact about yourself that we wouldn't really know if we met you in a yoga class. I got married at 25. Mm. I don't know if anybody knows that about me. To Ben, my husband, obviously. And after I had only known him for six months. Oh, oh yeah. wow. So yeah. you've Nine moved to Australia to great. Summer Bay and you've married... A Kiwi. The, not an the Kiwi, yeah. <laughs> but you've married the Southern Hemisphere beach yeah. boy... Yeah. living the dream yeah I knew yeah. you'd be married for a long time but yeah that's longer than I thought yeah nine years nearly it's crazy mm. and what else can I tell you about me that you would know I lived in Greece for a summer season I did that when I was 18 19 mm. <laughs> so I did seven months in Greece which is fun times yeah I've I feel like I've experienced life I've done yeah. a lot of living which has been good yeah, that's good. 34 years young and I feel like I'm, yeah, I've done a lot of living. I've got a lot of experience in life, yeah. I think. Yeah, life experience is the best experience. Yeah, yeah. I hate it when people say, oh, you know, I'm 60 something and I'm, I know better. I'm like, we've all had. So, yeah, my, my experience, I'm only 34, but I have lived a completely different life to you. And so my experience totally. is completely different. And yeah. just like you, your experiences are completely different to me. So I'm never going to be like, age is just a number. Like it's just how many laps around the sun we've lived or how long we've been on this yeah. earth. So I'm not going to take away from you've experienced a lot in life, but probably not the same experiences mm. as me. And there's something yeah. magical in that. Like it's not about like that to me is like ownership. Like I know more because yeah. I've been here for longer when it's not the case like yeah you do know more in a different sense but I have also experienced yeah. a lot of things you know everyone's coming to the party with their own unique experiences yeah. and stories to share and that's really why yeah. I put this podcast together as well yeah, yeah because everyone's got something that they've done in past lives that someone else can learn about and will find fascinating yeah. and might drive them to do whatever it is that they've yeah. been silently manifesting in their life for so many years. So, yeah. Yes. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's, again, it's like the, um, I'm a student of life, like forever, mm. forever yeah. and ever. Like I don't ever want to feel like I know everything. I don't ever want to feel like Atlas won't teach me things yeah. like, he is my biggest teacher. And you know what? As he grows up, he's growing up in the now life. I read something the other day that 
actually said this lockdown might be crazy and life might be crazy right now but for children this is their childhood they don't know any different Mm -mm. this is their childhood so you make their childhood no matter what's going on in the world for you or how you are experiencing this it's his childhood so I'm going to make his childhood one to remember because it's the only one he's going to get Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter about what's going on in life. And I just thought there's something so amazing about thinking like that. Yeah, absolutely. They're reading your energy the way that you're living your life as well. So if you're down in the dumps about lockdown, well, no, duh, they're going to be down in the dumps about lockdown. If you're well, dirty but... about having to wear a mask, yeah. like these kids don't know any different. Yeah. This is just like, the age is... we wear masks. <laughs> yeah, this is their life. So like, yeah whatever like yeah whatever it is what it is like and it's just, just a drop in time yeah exactly and time is just something you wear on your wrist oh well what a lovely <laughs> way to round out that <laughs> so true yeah so true so before we do actually close um can you tell us in just a few words why yoga and meditation is just something that you absolutely adore and love in a few words, it is connection, mm. connection to myself, like my deepest self. It's connection to nature and everything that surrounds me. It is just connection. There's nothing more. It's nurturing connection yeah. to me. And it will forever be that for me. Mm. Whether my asana practice is a daily practice whether my meditation is a daily practice, I will forever incorporate yoga because yoga is connection to me in my everyday life. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Lauren. Thank you for having me. I have really enjoyed our chats over the last year that you've been away. Every now and then we just jump on the phone or video and just like blurge everything. And it's just nice that you're still part of the Radiant family and so so close, even though you're across the pond or whatever I know one day we'll have everybody over to the vineyard and then we can do my outdoor yoga in the vines like how great would that be yeah the solar series that's what it is my summer solar series yoga in the vines well my Matt he my partner Matt he is a New Zealand boy as well so as soon as that is actually an option we'll be over as well so we'll extend out this day cannot wait so great and I've loved chatting I love chatting the good the bad the ugly everything yes lay it all out good good (laughs) well here for it till next time Lauren take care and thank you thank you so much